What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Coming to you from Midtown Studios in downtown Bakersfield, I'm your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What's going on, brother? How What's you doing today? What's going on, man? What is going on? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's been a good week. A lot of great things happening. I love spring. Yeah. I love, I love you know, the flowers blooming, the sun coming out, um, you know, all that What city stuff. do you live in? <laughs> <laughs> Where are there flowers and blooming things in there, the, in my in my neighborhood? There is. I need I to plant know. some stuff. I, I got to get some stuff planted. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the spring as well. I'm I'm a season. I'm a summer guy. I'm okay. a summer guy. I like it hot. I like going yeah. swimming. I like going to the beach and going boogie boarding and doing all yeah. that stuff. But yeah. I am. I'm excited about it. I will say this right here. The episode that we have yeah. today yeah. is one that I'm uh, I'm very very intrigued by. Uh, it comes to us from Romans chapter 1, mm-hmm. uh, verse uh, 16. Uh, and it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Now, immediately yeah. when I was studying and I saw this scripture, immediately the snap song, The Power, came into my mind. Nobody knows that it's called The Power. Nobody knows that it's by <laughs> snap. Zero people. But I guarantee you that you know, you maybe maybe from Bruce Almighty, there, you said it was in something else. What was it in? It was in another no, song too. that was a different song. I okay. Yeah. So it was in yeah. Bruce Almighty for sure. That's probably where most people know it. But anyway, yeah. you're going to know it when I sing it. It's that song that goes, I've got the power. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that song? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to take some time. We want to unpack this this scripture, what it, what it means for us. We know a couple things about the book of Romans, right? The book of Romans is written by Paul, the apostle. Uh, it's the longest of his letters, um, and the whole point of uh, the letter is to point the Romans toward uh, the explanation that salvation is offered through the gospel of Jesus Christ, through this good news of of Jesus, this person of Jesus. This is he's trying to introduce the Romans to. This is who you need to meet. This is who you need to be operating with, and and uh, interesting that I feel that shame is brought into the mix here. Mm-hmm. That shame, now the way that he's framing it is I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, he's, he has to say that because shame is, shame's existing somewhere Yeah. as it pertains to some of this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's interesting because Paul, he's evangelizing to the Romans. He's adamant about his lack of shame. But when we share the gospel of Jesus, um, we, we sometimes have a hard time with that. And we, we, we mustn't ever be ashamed of sharing this gospel, but sometimes it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I don't know that shame is maybe necessarily the right word um, as to why it's difficult for us. But, uh, but uh, I love this. There's an old quote that says shame is nothing more than denial of the truth. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, but, absolutely. but before we dive into that part of it, I wonder what is, why, why do we make maybe sharing the gospel of Jesus so difficult? Thing is, like for me, it's not a shame thing. But have have you ever dealt with nerves right, in right. sharing the gospel? You know what I mean. Yeah. I think people deal with nerves. Yeah, I think I think what you said, the quote that you gave right now, man, it's it's um, giving people. You, you kind of like there's this huge rejection of truth. People don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Um, people, when you speak the truth, um, it kind of hits. You know, <laughs> it's, right. it pushes some buttons with people. So it's almost like in my experience growing up, it's like, man, I don't want to upset somebody with giving them the truth or I don't want to 
try to change somebody's mind about what they believe um, because I have the truth and they don't. And, and so you're all, because this, the gospel of Christ is, is this, this is, this is truth. This is either you believe this or you don't, you know, yeah. type of thing. And so it's kind of hitting that, <clears throat> at that place where people can be like, wait, but, but this ain't, this is not the only way, is it? Like it, you're telling me that this is the only way to heaven is through Jesus, you know? And so when you're, when you're, you know, evangelizing or you're, you're, you know, speaking the truth, yeah. I think that's where we become a little timid and like, man, I don't, I don't want to do that, you know? And, and I'm sure Paul felt the same way um, when he was preaching and evangelizing. And maybe that's why he used this. I'm not ashamed because maybe people in that, in that, you know, time, we're ashamed. They're like, I don't know. Like for so long we've known the law and we've known, you know, the customs and, and the culture of, of the Jews to do this and, and our fathers, you know, and the old Testament. And now Jesus comes on the scene and and now you're telling me I got to believe in him to go to heaven. Like, I don't know about that. I I don't want to talk about that, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it is a little, uh, intimidating to to go out sometimes, you know. And I think you know what you're what you're hinting at, and what you're kind of getting around mm-hmm. there is the fact that the truth uh, the truth can be polarizing, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you're on the wrong side of the truth, then yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be upset. And I found more often than not, when I'm on the wrong side of truth, mm-hmm. um, I'm. It's not that I'm angry at the truth per se. It's that I'm angry with myself for maybe believing a lie, right. or for living a lie, or for buying into a lie. Um, and because there, there is no half truth, a half truth is a full lie. So <laughs> it's either, either the truth or it's not the truth. And, and the truth because of that is polarizing, makes us feel things. And, um, that's, it's even it, the, the, the Bible, uh, specifically does speak to the idea that, that Jesus, the, the, the Messiah is going to be, he, while he is, it is good news and his gospel to those who recognize their need for a savior, also a stumbling block and foolishness to those who don't believe. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it, people won't agree to those that don't agree. It's going to be a stumbling block. They're not going to, they're not going to like that. They're not going to like the idea that they, that they're a sinner that is in need of a savior. And this idea that shame is nothing more than denial of the truth. The gospel is the truth. It is the story of the truth. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the light. So Jesus is the truth, this good news is the story of Jesus, and the truth is nothing to be ashamed about. We're born sinners in need of a Savior. Mm-hmm. Jesus came. He died for our salvation. He rose in power on the third day. And now we have access to this power, mm-hmm. not to hoard it, but to share it. Because there's also some spiritual gluttons out there that just love the idea of how much, how much Jesus can I consume just for me? Or how much of this can I do just for myself? Or maybe, you know, how, how, much of this, how much of this gospel can we just fit within the four walls of where I'm comfortable? But we've not been given access to the power of Christ to hoard it and to be gluttonous with it, but we've been given it to, to share it. Yeah. I, kind of going back, I love that we're on this, this word shame um, because we've been talking about it being the denial of truth but could it be also that um, there's this uh, this humiliation, you know, this um, this shamefulness that we have? It's kind of like the, the gospel of Christ shines a light 
on our imperfections. It shines a light on our sin. Um, it exposes us yeah, yeah. And, and it brings us to his truth. And there's, there's maybe some people out there, even in the past, um, that don't, don't want that. I, I don't, I don't want my, my stuff exposed, my sin exposed, sure. but the gospel exposes that. And, and we know that Paul had some, he had some issues, man. You know, he was, he had a past, um, right. of killing Christians, you know, um, and so for Paul, and then I'm sure he struggled. I mean, he talked about a thorn that was on his side, that it, mm-hmm. he struggled with some things. And so I think in all of us, there's some shame and there's some, there's some timidity that's, that's built in us where we just kind of like want to isolate, you know. But the gospel brings us to truth and it brings us to uh, freedom and liberation. Um, and so I, I even see this as like Paul saying, you know what, like I'm a sinner, I've messed up, right. you know, yeah. um, I've, yeah. my past is horrible, you know, um, whoever, whatever that story is, yeah. you know, prostitution, addiction, whatever it, it, it was, uh, insecurity, but I'm not ashamed anymore because the power of the gospel has set me free. Yes. You know? And so I think, I think of it as, as that, you know, in that context as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's it's all about how you respond to it. Right. It's all about how you respond to the gospel. You can respond because the gospel is going to expose mm-hmm. the truth. Right. Because the gospel is truth. The gospel has no peace with lies. It, yeah. it has no right. peace with lies. There there is enmity between the gospel yeah. and lies because the gospel sheds light. Right. And and reveals truth. Um, but the, it's it's all in how we respond to it. You can have that. You can have the gospel expose everything that you are. And recognize the truth of the gospel, which is, yes, that's everything that you are. But Jesus died for you. You don't have to stay like that. You can receive him and you can have a change in your life. Um, Because that's the prophet Isaiah experienced that. Right. I mean, he's here. He is. He's 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 caught up, you know, in in the spirit. And uh, in the year that, that King Uzziah died, he's, he's, he's caught up in the spirit. I saw the Lord high and lifted up at the train of his robe, filled the temple with glory. And as he's looking at all this, he looks around and he's like, man, I cried out, woe is me. Like, I, what a wretched man am I? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live in the middle of a people with unclean lips. Yeah. Like, he's just so unworthy in the presence yeah. of God. And yet at the, the, this angel comes, ministers to him in the presence of God. And then God speaks and he's saying, you know, who am I going to send and who will go in my stead? And it's all about the response yeah. because Isaiah could have stayed in that woe is me moment. Oh, my goodness. In the present, my righteousness, my righteousness is like filthy rags in the presence of the living God. He could have just stayed yeah. there and been like, man, God, I'm so ashamed of who I am. But he didn't. When that question was asked, he said, here am I, Lord, send me. I'm ready. I'm ready to go and share this that I've experienced, right? And and this Ephesians 3.20 comes to mind Mm -hmm. as we kind of, you know, talk about the access to this power because now, now to him, you know, again, now this is Paul again. He's writing to the church at Ephesus. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or even imagine, According to his power, his power, it's him who is able because it's his power that is at work within us. Right. So yeah. his power is within us and we don't need to carry shame over who we were before Christ 
or even who we are now as Christ continues to do a progressive work in us. Right. You know, because this, this idea that um, you get saved and then you become perfect is, is wrong. That's a misnomer. Everything doesn't just get set right with the world or with your choices, right? You still have, you still have a free will. You can still choose to go off and do that. And some people would argue, well, does that mean that you, you know, were they ever really saved if they go and do that? Well, I, I encourage you to go and read the Bible. And, and I want you to recognize people like Peter who absolutely understood and knew Jesus. And then he went and he denied Christ. And so tell me in that moment, was, was he, did he not have that ex- original experience where he, yeah. After that, he had already said, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. He recognized who Christ was. You're going to tell me that he didn't have that relationship before. There's, there's ways that you can go and you yeah. can look at this in yeah. the scripture. Um, but God is continuing to do a work within us. We don't have to carry shame over who we are, who we are, the bad choices that you even make post, yeah. post Jesus even. Why? Because this power that belongs to God is at work in us. Yeah, yeah. And the gospel... And Paul knew this, man. Paul knew that the gospel is power, you know, unto salvation. Like, and I think for us as Christians, man, if we we can continue to to understand the power that's in the gospel, you know, that the power the the gospel will always propel us. It'll always propel us into what God is intended for us. Yeah. And if we just continue to to center the good news, the, the transformative power of, of Christ in our lives, um, um, we'd be changed. We'd be our our view and our perspective would be different on on the way we live, man. Um, but I love I love that we're talking about the power that lives within us because that's the yeah. access that we have through right. the gospel. Um, and if it's not about the gospel, then it's not power. Mm. And so you know, so if it's if if it's not about what that's Jesus good. did on the cross. And it's not power because we we live in this culture like where we want to talk about this step program on on how to live a better life and hey these seven steps to to get closer to God and all that, and which is this is that's cool stuff you know, but man if the gospel is not in that you know then the power is not in that because yeah. we don't we can't carry anything on yes. our own accord it's all through the saving grace and the power of, of Christ, you know? I mean, we can take up an offering now because Daniel just finished preaching. We can take <laughs> okay. up an offering. We can have a prayer line yeah, in the yeah. front <laughs> because Daniel's over here just speaking straight yeah. facts. That's exactly correct. Right. If I And Paul knew it, right? Paul, Paul was it. like, yeah. I'm going to boast of nothing except yeah. Jesus Christ and him crucified and this power that is, that, that is absolutely right. And, and, and this, God is able to do more than because of this power at work within us through Jesus and this call to evangelize, uh, th- th- this this uh, call to spread the gospel, and and this is all evangelism is. By the way, I think some of us we have maybe a mis uh, we have a wrong definition, a misinterpretation. Yeah, let's get into this. Come on, of evangelism, <laughs> right? Yeah, because some of us we think that ev- we think that that carries us. We got to go out and win souls. Evangelism does not mean win souls. No, that is not no. what evangelism means. Nope. Evangelism means to announce the gospel of Jesus, regardless of the results. Mm-hmm. The results are not up to you and me. Yeah. What we've been invited to do is go and share the gospel, is to go and evangelize to a world that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus. That's what we're doing. We are voices in the desert crying out right. the news, this good news of the gospel. Evangelism is hard sometimes. But to me, 
when I think we talked earlier about like the shame or even being afraid or being timid about sharing truth and all that kind of stuff, you know, evangelism is hard. But what if you what if you thought of it like this? Yes, evangelism can be hard sometimes, but watching people that you care about going down a road of destruction that would lead to not knowing Jesus, which would result in going to hell, mm-hmm. that's harder. Mm-hmm. That's harder. I would rather be embarrassed. Or I would rather carry a moment where I'm like, man, this is hard. Or, man, this is yeah. tough. Or have somebody yeah. be upset with me for a moment. That's fine. At least maybe I, I planted a seed, maybe. At least, right. I share, at least I shared something. Because I don't, want, I don't want it to be said at the end of it all, I'm going to have to give an account for everything. I, I don't want to answer more questions on the side of why didn't you say something there? Why didn't you share that then? Oh, well, because I was embarrassed. Because now there's no, re- now it's done. Now it's passed. Now it's over. Now, what, what reason do you have to be embarrassed? You know, you know that it's going to be such a crap moment <laughs> to have to answer questions like that. And I don't want to do that. And so having Jesus, listen, having Jesus doesn't make us better than anyone. Right. It simply gives us access to the power of Christ that is at work within us. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're better than anyone, man. It's that we understand every the truth about everything that we are and we have this amazing truth of Jesus which is access to power unto salvation that is within us working i heard someone say it like this um evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread mm-hmm. yeah that's what you want a a, a, a cliffs notes definition of evangelism evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread it's not this better person who knows jesus telling this not so good person no 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 because because knowing jesus doesn't make doesn't make you a better person you still have to go out and make choices to be a better person yeah but knowing jesus gives you access to salvation Mm -hmm. and now the fruit of that the fruit of that should be that you're a better person but it's not an overnight snap of the finger I got the power, so now I'm a better person situation. It's not about being a better person than everybody else. It's about knowing the truth because the truth makes you free. Now we want to share that truth because we want others to be free as well. Right. right. I used to, and I used to think, um, <clears throat> overthink evangelism too, and think that you had to be on like this, you know, platform and, right. you know, preaching the gospel and be out in the highways and byways, which that's, that's truth. Like that's good that some people have, have that gifting to go out and, and be that, you know, voice. Absolutely. Um, but I think, man, evangelism, it, I believe it's a lifestyle, man. And I believe that the power's not in us only when we're on a stage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the power's not in us only when, when the, the setting is right to preach, yes. to share the good news. Like it's in us all the time. Um, I think of the story of Jesus when he is a seven, the seven mile walk with the two. Yeah. two guys, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, they didn't even know who he was. Yeah, the road to Emmaus. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He, they didn't even know who he was. And he just walked with them, talked with them, shared life with them a little bit. I mean, seven miles is to walk. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, it's and, we're either going to be really quiet yeah. for a long time or we're going to talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. But could you imagine the conversations they had, you know, the the moments they shared? They ate together at the end. They yeah. they And he shared the gospel with them. You know, I mean, him being the gospel, of course, right. and and they got it, and they were transformed that day. And I think, man, like in our lives, in our in our friendships, and at work, at wherever it is, man, um, are we utilizing the power, the gospel that we have with people? You know, just every day, yeah. you know, are we being evangelistic? 
That's really good. And, I, and what's cool, so cool about that story, um, there's a couple things that, are, uh, that I find really cool. First of all, like the playfulness of Jesus in it is amazing yeah, to me. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, he's like, well, what happened? Like he's asking, all these, oh, I don't, what, what, tell me what happened. Something what happened went down? Happened. And they're like, you haven't heard? And then so they tell him everything that happened with Jesus and everything. But this, this, this um, definition of evangelism, which I love, I'm a, I, I believe in relational evangelism. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I meet you. I want to know you. I want to, I want to, you know, have coffee with you. I want to have a meal with you. I'm really big on meals. I'm really yeah, big yeah. on having people at the house, and 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 we and we. That's how we. It's relational evangelism, man. Um, matters so much. And in this moment, Jesus, it was when he broke bread and yeah. blessed it that their eyes were opened, yeah. and they recognized this is Jesus. And how amazing, you know how how many how many meals. Uh, it makes me think about yeah. where I had yeah. the opportunity to break bread with people and share Jesus just over a meal and just, you know, just, just existing, just living our lives. Because I agree with you, man. I think evangelism is absolutely uh, a lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, people, people are always watching. The Bible says that we're living epistles. We're living stories right now. Yeah. We're not the authors. We do have a, we do have choices to make, but we're not the authors uh, you know, God is, God is the author. He's the, he's the one with the pen writing the story. We, we're, we're here and we are examples. We're the stories that are, that are being shared and that are being written, yeah. um, yeah. in the midst of this world. And so to have the opportunity to just kind of walk it out, not just talk it out, but walk it out. It makes all the difference. Yeah. I love that you brought up earlier. Um, it's not our job to win souls. And I think like we do, our job and, and the Holy Spirit does his job. Yeah. And I know, man, like just through experience and even this this story with Jesus, when you said at the end he broke bread and their eyes were just open. Yep. Why, why didn't Jesus, right when he met them, say, hey, I'm the way, the truth, and like I am. Why did he could have? Yeah. It's like me, fellas. Had, yeah, he had the power to do it right then. But why did he wait seven miles and then go eat with them? Yeah. Then they realize, oh. You know, and I believe like the Holy Spirit is already at work in people and he's directing and guiding us to to be that voice or to be that instrument to to bring them to Christ. You know, so God's God's already orchestrating his plan in the lives of people in the right timing, you know, and we try to push it in the wrong timing because we think we're we're, you know, holy and righteous and we're doing good and we're obedient. We're and we're just going to push the gospel down people's throats. And it's like, nah. that. That doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when you, when you just live, live your life and watch what God does, let, let God, let God do God stuff. You do, you do, you do you, you do, you do people stuff. Right. You make good choices. You make, you make biblically sound choices as you continue to grow and understand what biblically sound choices, you know, look like. And, and you'd be amazed. God, God used, you know, God used messages that I, man, that I have preached that there was no reason it had. I clearly knew at the end of the message it had nothing to do with me because that message was terrible or I made some. Yeah. I remember one time, um, this is, this is gonna, uh, <laughs> I remember one time I was, I was preaching and I was trying to make this point about how like, Oh man, I was trying to paint this picture of like the three days that Jesus was, well, what was he doing? Well, he was going and he was getting the, he was getting the keys to death and to hell and the grave. He was taking the keys back from the enemy. And, and I was painting this picture and I said, I could see Jesus walking the corridors of hell, looking for the enemy, going to take the keys from him. And I could see him even dragging his hand across the corridors of hell and Satan hearing his hand like Freddy Krueger on the wall and everybody stopped. <laughs> and it was a Sunday night 
service that I was preaching at. And Amanda just had her face covered like, did this fool just compare Jesus to Freddy Krueger? And in my mind at the time, I was like, oh, man, this is so good. And it just is further proof that God uses foolish things to confound the wise. God, God, God's going to use whatever instrument, whatever, whatever person that he wants to use the way that he wants to use it because it's God who saves people. Yeah. It's not us. That weight does not belong to us. Jesus was the one that carried that cross. Jesus was the one that was nailed to that cross. He's the one that bore the shame and the guilt for all of our sin. He is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. We do not, we do not own any of that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's not our responsibility to carry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes, Andy, I did. That was real. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> I did do that to my everlasting shame. <laughs> You don't you have know, to carry that shame. You don't have to oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The gospel, I, the gospel <laughs> is power to save. <laughs> uh, I love having you know good stories like that to talk about. But listen, uh, out there in 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 podcast land, wherever you're listening, where you're watching, whatever, you know, surrounded by confusion, which we are, uh, let's share the way. Yeah. You know, as we come against lies, don't be nervous. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Let's share the truth. And uh, and in a season. Uh, of 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 death and destruction let's share the life because we have access to these things through the gospel of jesus christ yeah that's so good i you know what i um i know we've been talking about um <clears throat> you know power unto salvation and i was thinking about salvation and uh we in the context of of you know jesus coming to die for us um we think of salvation of you know sins he saved us from our sins and he forgives us of our sins which is absolutely 100 percent truth um right but i think also man that jesus saves us um as we progress and as we're working out our salvation um he saves us from all those things that that try to weigh us down that set us back um that he has the power to save us from ourselves you know, he has the power to save us from anxiety, from fear, right. um, to save us from depression, to save us from all those things then, that we experience in this life. I mean, he saves us from our sin. But it, when I think of salvation, I think of rescue, you know. Um, right. And when I'm down and out or when I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling confused, the gospel, the power that comes to save me, the, the rescuer comes in that moment to save me and it's that power that takes me out of you know yeah. moments when i'm feeling down moments when i'm feeling depressed moments when i'm feeling afraid moments when i'm feeling like i i can't overcome an addiction or overcome a sin or whatever it is like the gospel in that moment for whatever it is whatever you're dealing with that's that's weighing you down or that's setting you back or that's wanting to bury you and guilt or shame, the gospel has the power each and every day to save, to pull you out and rescue you from a life that God didn't intend for you to have. Absolutely, it's, it's an everyday, it's an everyday grace, an everyday salvation, and just just knowing that, just knowing that, you know what, Jesus, yeah, Jesus came to die die for my sins, but hey, that's Jesus came to give you freedom every single day and liberty. You yeah, know? He came to give um, you life and yeah, life in abundance. There you go. Yeah. 
and, and it's and it's a daily thing, man. Yeah, whatever whatever it is that you're carrying, if you do carry guilt daily, listen, man. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, mm-hmm. lose all their guilty stains. That's that's a that's an old old song, and you you don't have to deal with any of the stuff that you carry. You don't have to carry it anymore. In fact, the only reason why you're carrying it is because you're choosing to carry it. So, let it go. Allow God to give you access or grant you access to this power that he will use to work within you so that you can share this power and this good news, this gospel, this truth with a world that so desperately needs it. I loved this episode. Yeah. Before we close out, we got some recommendations. Uh, what is your recommendation today? Man, so, I, you know, I don't even have the book on here, up here with me, man, uh, but there's a book called you give Eli some some homework he's gonna have to go look for it <laughs> it's called spiritual leadership um it's by uh J Oswald Sanders yeah there you go hey. I remember J Oswald Sanders um but anyways man I love this book because it talks about um leading yourself spiritually um getting closer to God in your leadership not just like practical and practical leadership and leading teams we've we've learned so much about that but um, it really zones in and focuses in on the spiritual leader, leadership aspect of, yeah. you know, pastoring or, or leading teams, like making sure that in here inside, like your relationship with God, that, that you're leading yourself, but also that the spirit's leading you. And so it's a deeper, I guess it's a deeper uh, study of leadership. So spiritual leadership, Jay Oswald uh, Sanders. Well, I love that. And I should have let you go last <laughs> Why? That was a very spiritual, wonderful oh. uh, share of a book. That's my book. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share something different uh, this week. You know, we we shoot at we shoot at this really cool spot called Midtown Studios. Yeah. And there's all kinds of like um, like small businesses that are that are um, kind of birthed that have been birthed out of this area, or or that Midtown has allowed to kind of operate in this space, in, up to and including our uh, podcast. And there's these candles, man, that I really really like. Oh. They're soy candles, like they're hand-poured candles. It's this this company called Losenti, L-O space S-E-N-T-I, Losenti candles. I have one in front of me actually right now if you're watching on YouTube. That's the mimosa uh, scent candle. Uh, Losenti candles, uh, candle the candle maker is Annette. You can find them on social media. You can message them, or you can come down to Midtown Studios. They have a little Venmo thing you can scan, and you can get some Losenti candles. And... I like the candles themselves, but I really dig these this uh, this little oh. thing of no, it's like a little thing of matches. I it like comes with I know I'm easily entertained, but I really like I really like these. But the candles are bomb. Uh, they have the the little squares yeah. too, the little wax melts that you can put in the thing. Um, but nice. I, yeah, Losenti candles, man. Losenti, at Losenti Soy, I go. think is their Instagram handle. So go and get some some candles, man, Sweet. and go you know love like Jesus, mm-hmm. spread the power. Uh, you mentioned Eli earlier. I, would just I like did to point out for the audience that Eli is our editor. He is our editor. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Eli is our editor. He um, he really really appreciates being talked about and being uh, in the frame of of things. <laughs> um, it's it's my favorite. In fact, yeah. I should take a picture right now just because it would be his favorite thing. But yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, make sure that you go out and follow us on social media. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the bell for notifications. Go share the truth with somebody this week. We're out of here.